Hey, everybody. Welcome to a Monday. North Dakota District 42 State Representative Claire Corey in the studio today. Been a long time since Claire's been here. Your show, by the way, brought to you by Oh for Heaven's Cakes. You know, there is nothing better than treating yourself to some good homemade baked goods, and that's where Oh for Heaven's Cakes comes in. Uh, I tell you what, best cupcakes, cakes, doesn't matter. You got a special occasion, maybe you just got a sweet tooth, check it out. Walk in to find out more, but I'm warning you, when you walk in, you're not going to want to walk out because the smell alone is going to make you want to stay there. They're on the north backside right here at the Grand Cities Mall, open Tuesday through Friday from 10 to 4, Saturdays 9 to noon. Hey, feel free to call them up, 701-757-CAKE, or email them at oforheavenscakes at yahoo.com. Be a beautiful cupcake in a world full of muffins at All for Heaven's Cakes in the Grand Cities Mall. Have any questions or comments for State Representative Claire Corey? Our number is 701-213-0863, 701-213-0863. And here we go. Let's do it before we get going too far into the show. It is time now for our daily segment called Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Here we go, Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Today I learned the average American drops 80 to 90 curse words a day. 80 to 90, that's about five per hour. Uh, Today I also learned that I'm above average in something. (laughs) Hey, I got a thumb up from Dale. Um, How are you, Claire? Good. It's good to be back. It's been about a year, two years. It's been a while. And you you know, I was going to do a joke my neighbor tells me about booze, but um, you're, you're like off booze for the month what how's that what is that called uh dry january dry january who's the numbskull that invented dry january (laughs) i don't know (laughs) well you know they have a smokeless month and they have all of that stuff or tobacco month but um how's it going for you being dry it hasn't been bad no no No. maybe on a friday night somebody calls you up and say come on claire let's go out for one and then maybe you think about it but otherwise not too bad yeah i still go out yeah drink club soda yeah stuff like that um Long story short, many, many years ago, um, when I first moved back from the West Coast, I was living with my best friend. We were shacking up, and we had a a nice apartment, but um, we drank a lot, a lot. And so we decided to quit drinking for two weeks to see if we could do it. January 1st, we quit. We made it to the 14th. We went to the bar every night to see probably what we looked like. Uh, and after 14 days, we decided to go out and celebrate because we made it two months, or we made it two weeks like we wanted to. Well, there we got... Pretty pickled. Ran into a friend of mine who happened to be a pilot. And uh, next thing you know, we're going up flying the next day and got an airplane crash. And the, my life changed dramatically after that. So I blame it on alcohol, even though we, you know what I mean? If yeah. I wouldn't have decided to go out and get hammered that night, we probably wouldn't have went flying. But um, anyway, uh, that's for a different show. Big news today. Oh, my goodness. All of a sudden, right before you get here, uh, first off, Bergham's not going to run again. Yeah. Your thoughts on that? Well, okay, so he supported term limits, mm-hmm. the term limits measure, and so he's ran two terms, and so I guess it, it, he's now, honoring his word. Is, is what he what he is was for, is it just two terms, or was it more than that? Is it just two? Well, the, the one actually didn't include the governor. Okay. But for the legislature, it's two. Okay. So I think that he was just probably assuming that he... He did. He came in. He did his work. He accomplished some sure things. So mm-hmm. biggest tax cut in state history. Yeah, yeah. Under his okay, and it probably doesn't hurt that uh, Donald Trump fell in love with the guy. The way it sounds, and uh, yeah. it probably is going to offer him a job. Do uh, you think that probably made a difference? Yeah, an appointment. <laughs> but you know what? I I do think that that's honorable because he sure. could, he could run for governor. And then Trump could appoint him, and he could say, "Yep, 
Bye. Mm-hmm. I, I ran, I won, but now I'm going to give this spot sure. to my um, assistant. Yeah, yeah. Lieutenant governor. Okay. So, you know, he's being straightforward about his intentions, and I think that's honorable. Sure. Um, now we're talking, what, Tom Campbell, Kelly Armstrong, uh, they're throwing their names in the hat already that you've heard of, or... Yeah, I saw on WDAY, it looks like Tom Campbell is going to be throwing his hat in for governor. Um, I sounds like Kelly's going to run for Congress again. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, and then we had an announcement this morning, Rick Becker's running for Congress. And so it's a big day in North Dakota politics. Yeah, it is. It's morning. a huge day in yeah. North Dakota. Wow. That's, um, speaking of that, um, youngest woman ever elected to North Dakota to the state legislature. It's pretty cool. Um. How did you get your start in politics anyway? So when I was at UND, I had an opportunity to go intern for Senator John Hoven in Washington, D.C. And so I applied for that, and I ended up interning for uh, six months out in D.C. on the Hill. And when I came back, my district actually had a vacancy. My predecessor uh, went to go take a job in Minnesota for a lobbying firm, and I said, hey, I want to try this. Yeah. And my running mates thought, hey, we should have a young student, we, being we have the university in our district. And right, so, right. And so it all kind of came together. Yeah, 2020. Wow. It seems like you know that was right when we were first getting rolling here. Yeah. Uh, I remember uh, going to the big celebration, uh, the victory, victory celebration. Party, yeah. Yeah, gosh, that was fun. Yeah. Um, we're going to have another one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There's my next question. Are you gonna run again? Yeah. Yeah. And so we will have another victory party. We will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How, if you were to grade these first three and a half years or whatever, what kind of a grade would you give yourself? A, B, C, D. What, what do you think? And, and what are you most proud of? A plus. Okay. Um. Well, I've done a lot of stuff behind the scenes, but I think the most the the thing that I'm the most I guess proud of, and it hasn't even gotten fully but school choice so school choice was something that i've been really passionate about i ran that bill last session and for the first time ever in north dakota history it passed the house and the senate Mm -hmm. so that was huge so what do you mean school when you say school choice uh, explain a little bit so school choice um there can be a bunch of different forms of it the way i ran it was uh, a student got up to like thirty five hundred dollars uh-huh um, that they could use at a school of their choice. Yep. Okay. So public or private or whatever. Um, well, obviously it'd be private. Sure. We okay. Fund public. But, yep. Um, and so it's it's literally what it sounds. School choice. And right. So it, uh, you know, there was a lot of upsetness. Oh gosh, yeah. The last few years with mask mandates mm. and uh, test scores, you name it. And so boys going into girls' bathrooms, yeah. vice versa. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Where do we start? And so this was something that I took i ran with i ran the bill and like i said we had it was the hugest turnout we had i think record number of testimony in showing up for committee the room was packed yeah it was i bet you got a lot of uh pats on the old back after that one didn't you yeah because but- well i'm now right i'm just thinking from like my standpoint and my friends and the people i hang around with standpoint because they all kind of think like you do, Claire, and I, and I bet you a lot of people. I bet you, you you heard about that for a long time. Yeah, I did, and I'm still hearing about it from like national groups, um, Education Choice, American Federation for Children, groups like that are still reaching out to me and saying, hey, how can we help get this across next time? Mm-hmm. 
um, because, and uh, the reason that it didn't, because it passed the House and Senate, and it should probably say why it why it's not a bill. Mm-hmm. So, so Governor Burgum actually vetoed it. Okay. The House tried to override the veto, and we were unsuccessful in that. And so... Why did he veto it? So his veto message was it didn't go far enough. Okay. And so my, my fiscal note on the original one was $20 million, which okay. is a good chunk of change for sure. a program that we've never had before. Mm-hmm. The Senate amended it down, so then it was uh, $10 million, Okay. Which still, yet again, big chunk of change. Yeah, which North Dakota has, though. Yeah, that's true. But, okay, so his reasoning was that it didn't go far enough. So next time we're going to come back and say, okay, okay, okay. let's... Let's sure. Do it. You Let's just do expand universal. on it a little more, or, yeah. or okay. Yeah, we so we you know we funded about like thirty five percent of the students, but now we're going to come back and say, hey, can we fund seventy five percent of their education? A hundred? Mm-hmm. What can we afford? We look at the amount of students that are in non public schools and the amount of students that are homeschooled, and look at those numbers, multiply, do some math, but. We'll see what we can do. You know, it's just a shame that it came to that, though, isn't it? It was very upsetting because it it blindsided me. Yeah. I, I totally thought that it was done through. Mm-hmm. I thought we won. I was celebrating in my head already, but yeah, it's how it goes. Yeah. It's the veto power, right? Right, That's right. That's why we have a governor. Yeah. Well, so. maybe you should run for governor. No. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> um, since we, we've been kind of beating around the bush here, I mean, we talked about Governor Burgum and, and things like that, but um, uh, here we go, presidential election year. Um, I, I think I have an idea uh, who you're rooting for, but um, uh, tell us your thoughts on, on, on running for president this year. Who's going to get it? Yeah, so I, it's going to be interesting to see a Trump-Biden rematch, right? Do you think we'll see that? I think so. Okay, I okay. I think so. Um, but... If you asked me two weeks ago mm-hmm. who was going to win the Iowa caucuses, yeah, probably Trump. But I had no idea DeSantis would drop out this early. Yeah, yeah. That totally. That yeah. totally. Uh, so what we're going to see, I think, is all of our DeSantis supporters going to Trump. Yep, yep. So I think Trump's got What it. about Nikki? <laughs> I actually got to meet her. Yeah, what'd you think? Uh, she was nice. She's smart. Yeah. But I, I'm not... I'm going to support her. Yeah. Um, and uh, you showed me a picture. You were at the Iowa caucuses, and uh, you got to meet and have your picture taken with Donald Trump. And um, yeah. I'm jealous as hell. I wear a base a bracelet that says Trump 2024. I got a hat in here that says Trump 2024, but God darn it, I've never got to meet him and get my picture with him. But uh, did you get to talk to him for a minute or two? And, and what kind of a guy is he like? He's super nice. So it was actually crazy. Uh, there was about 10 of us in the room, and they told us we were meeting Trump's campaign manager. Mm-hmm. And so we all got in a line group for a picture, and Trump walks in, and I was like, holy crap. Oh, my God. I would have pooped a little bit, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah it was, I was totally blindsided. And then I, I hadn't been thinking about, okay, what am I going to tell him? Uh-huh. So I just said, Mr. President, my jaw dropped when you walked in the room. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, you didn't know I was coming. I said, no. <laughs> Jeez. Good one. <laughs> Did you sit there and you think after that, can't believe I said that to him. But, um, you know, it's funny because when, when Trump announced he was going to run the first time, um, I didn't like the guy. Uh, you know, you just you read about him in the news and all of that kind of stuff. And I didn't like him. Uh, then he started talking about, you know, what his platform was based on and what he would do if he was elected and things like that. And I started thinking to myself, Sounds like me talking to a couple of my buddies, having a couple of beers at the drum or something. This this guy, I'm kind of liking what he's saying. Before you know it, I'm all over it. I mean, I'm like, are you kidding me? And and since I have been old enough to vote, 
because um, I'm getting up there now. But every every time we came, it came time to vote. It was basically who do I dislike the least? Yeah. I never had anybody I was 100 percent behind. I was behind him. Obviously, he did great things for our country. Obviously, a lot of the country can't stand him and do whatever they can to make him look bad and make our country look bad. Because right now, I mean, we got to admit it. Our country went from being the powerhouse of the world to kind of being a laughing stock almost of the world. And I hate to see that. We need to get back on track is yeah. what I'm getting down to. And I think if he can watch his mouth. Well, that's just that's it. The thing. But I, I think it's also going to be about January 6th, his indictments. Um, the Democrats are going to make it all about that again. And yep. And if they would let all of the people that want to be heard from the January 6th thing, because there's some testimony that they're holding back on. Um, from what I understand and the, and the research I've done, um, he did ask for the National Guard. He did want these things there. But they're not even letting the people that knew that testify, which is ridiculous. I mean, the thing is, he could have the best idea in the whole world for this country and the Dems are going to say, no, we hate that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, where do you want to eat? I don't know. Where do you want to eat? I don't know. Where do you? It's just, it's dumb. It used to be, okay, um, I'll just say, whenever there's a Democrat, all I do is I say, okay, fine. You know, I tried. Um, I'll just hope for something in four years. You know, um, and then when Trump won, all they're trying to do is just get rid of him. It's like, come on, man. Uh, why if he likes something, if it's a good idea, why do you hate it? Why can't we be a team like we're supposed to be? And in four years, you can try it again. You know, right. it, it's the whole, I don't know. It, it's whole election thing. It, it's just, it's not like it used to be. There's so much mud slinging and dirt throwing and it's not what I can do for you. It's remember what you did in 1978. You know, it's just, it's dumb when it comes to that. And, and I think a lot of people agree with that. Um, do we need or want term limits? We talked about this at the beginning with Doug Burgum. Um, at first, uh, I'm going to admit, I, I thought we need them. Uh, but then I've got your article, uh, where you were quoted in the Herald and I agree with you. Um, I think it's hard enough to find somebody that is qualified enough to do what you people do. And then you can't learn everything in the first year. Obviously, I don't think, I think you get better every year and then your term is up and you run again and then all of a sudden after eight years of doing great work you're done you can't do it anymore so then we got to basically train somebody else but anyway um your thoughts on term limits yeah so i'll just start by saying that i'm going to be termed out of the house before i'm 30 Mm -hmm. so just think about before i'm 30 before you're 30 i'm going to be termed out of the north dakota house so you're old yeah, I'm gonna be gonna be age limits. Oh my um, goodness! Been so, legal to drink for nine years, and you're too old to be. <laughs> too, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. So, but you're right. It's like you don't learn everything your first year. No, you don't, it takes time. Mm-hmm. And I look up to the people that have been there for ten, twenty years. Mm-hmm. And what do they know? You know, and they're just getting rolling. Some of these people yeah. that have been there ten years. Yeah, and you're gonna look at leadership change, and you're gonna look at. Um, so right now, from what I've heard, I think about 20% in the North Dakota Senate is going to be termed out on their own because they're not running. They're, you know, they're making life choices where they, they're not going to be running yeah. anymore. They're, you know, things like that, whatever reason it may be. But we already have term limits. People run, people lose, people decide not to run. 
it's it's natural. Mm-hmm. So, and we're not going to see the effects of it for a couple of years until like we're actually right. starting to get termed out. But yeah. then it's going to be like, holy crap, well, we don't need this. Well, uh, now I, I'm I'm going to agree and say I, I'm not for term limits. But then again, um, and we had talked about this beforehand, or at least you had to listen to me spew it all out. But uh, when you when you look at like the the Pelosi's of the world and things like that. Um, can, I mean, would you want to see Claire Corey um, still, you know, in Bismarck when she's in her 80s? I mean, is that something we want to see? And it, what I'm trying to get at is, is there a point, though? Is there a limit where we, we have to say, all right, look, you've been here since 1947. It's about time. You know what I mean? Is there a time when we, sh- when we do have to set a, a term limit? And I think there's also a difference between federal and state. In mm. North Dakota, we only go into session every other year. Right, right. We're a citizen legislature. We go back to our families. We sure. go back to our jobs, just like the like the founders wanted mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. they made the Constitution. And yeah. So, and so, yeah. You talk yeah. about the founders in the Constitution. Um, is that still even going to be a thing in a few years, the way it's going? <laughs> I mean, it, it seems, well, I mean, you know, they're telling Trump, well, you, we're not going to let you run here. We're not, we're, and all of these things, yeah. that is against our Constitution. What the, It's like they just crumple it up, the, the, the libs, and just throw it in the garbage, and pretty soon it's going to be, we're going to rewrite. our. It's like Minnesota with a new flag. I mean, you know, yeah, don't get me going, right? Um, anyway, oh, man. Um, we're going to take a little break here. Uh, North Dakota District 42 State Rep Claire Corey is in the studio with us. And, uh, man, it's been a long time. We love having her in here. You know, I want to talk now about CNH Insurance. They began with the goal of building an agency with the highest of principles, personalized attention, and service too. Uh, you know, they strive to give everyone who walks through their doors uh, special attention and, of course, the best customer service possible. It is their priority. It's what they do. Their agents have over 50 years of combined insurance experience and they're licensed in North Dakota and Minnesota and for you snowbirds down in Arizona too. Uh, so check them out for all your insurance needs. Justin, Jody, or Tammy, call them 218-773-0287 or stop by at 1427 Central Avenue Northwest in East Grand Forks. You know, we insure through CNH Insurance, and maybe you should think about doing that yourself. CNH Insurance at East Grand Forks, uh, insuring Grand Forks' best source. How about that? North Dakota District 42 State Rep Claire Corey in the studio. We're going to give her another round of applause. All right. Uh, you have been uh, traveling a little bit. Uh, I know you were just in Florida. You've been out in Germany. And last year, you were out in that... that um, remember what state it was, but the, the uh, Bohe Institute for Legislative Leadership Development. Where were you at for that again? So that was held in Madison, Wisconsin. That, okay. And it's a leadership program for Midwestern legislators. And what'd you learn? Anything? Uh, we had a lot of leadership discussions and how to, how to talk to people, mm-hmm. how, to, you know, how to pass bills, how to, how to be a chairman, things like that. And I was actually referred by my majority leader, Michael LaFour, to go... Oh. And so they pick, um, I want to say our class had 30. And okay. I think that there was like a hundred plus applicants. And so it's very, very competitive. Okay. Um, when you first got into politics, were you outgoing, talkative? Did you have any problems talking to people or are you getting better at it? Or was that never the case? I'm still nervous being could, on this show. I, I, no. I could tell when I first met you, I could tell. Uh, no, I think I... Yeah, well, I mean, you're not like me, yelling and uh, hollering yeah. at people, and, and you are more, I think, a little bit laid back, which is probably why you do what you do and I do what I yeah, do, but yeah. um, a lot of people, 
you know, they have, I don't know if you want to call it stage fright or not, but was it hard for you at first or, or not? Yeah, it was, but it's, I mean, it's, it gets easier because you start to know more people and you start to get to be an expert on the topic and mm-hmm. you feel more confident. And so that's, that's. Okay. And, uh, you were out in Germany. What was going on out there? Um, I was there for a, uh, educational trip. Mm, okay. Uh, fun. I, I really like Germany. Uh, I like going to the, the, the little teeny little villages where they really don't speak much English because, and I just, whatever I order, is just a complete surprise for me. And I, I, I like that. Um, Grand Forks Chamber Champion, you are index score of 85% or higher to be a Grand Forks Chamber Champion. What does that mean? Yeah, so every every organization will do come out with a scorecard and they just say, hey, this, this legislator supports what we do and this one doesn't. And so... I think I got 100% this year, actually. Wow. And so I, I, I don't know how many bills they scored, but they just say, hey, Claire, Claire's a pro-business legislator. She supports what we support, and kind of like our PAC members should support her mm-hmm. and stuff, vote for her, things like that. You know, you mentioned uh, no regular session in 2024. We were going through, um, because I'd actually had some people um, contact me about running for office across the river, and, and I can't run for city office because I don't live in town. But then they thought about, you know, well, what about what about a governor or senator or, or even county commission or whatever? But we started looking at per diem and because and, you could work from home during the pandemic and stuff. And I started looking at all the shady politicians and the politicking going on in Minnesota about all these people that claimed 100% of their daily per diem because they're allowed so much, even though they were only there for 11 days. You know, things like that. And, and, and you start to wonder, oh, my gosh. But when it comes to North Dakota, every other year, like you said, what does that mean? Does that mean you just have another year to bank everything you want to do? Or does that mean a year of you don't have to worry about a motel or or all of the above? Or, or what's the difference between an on year and an off year? Yeah, so on our on years, it's totally bananas. We're going, we're working probably like 60-hour weeks. I'm at the Capitol from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. every day, plus working on the weekends um, for, that's 80 days straight. Yeah, wow. And then, so then when you talk about the off years, we're, I'm up for re-election this year. Mm -hmm. And so for me, that's, I'm knocking doors and making phone calls, having my district endorsing conventions, things like that, getting ready to run again. Right now I'm working on school choice, and so we're, we're kind of getting a group together ready for that. So on the off session, you work on bills. You, you know, get ready for do your research, things like that, ready for the next session. So yep. you're, always, you're always working. But it's, so after a year off, do you come in there with a folder about a foot thick then, uh, I would imagine? Yeah, I, I do, but I do a lot electronically. Okay, sure, and sure. And well, this is a funny story. I put my iPad on the top of my car, and I drove away, and it, <laughs> it got crushed, and I was like, did I just lose there everything? There goes everything, from- yeah. No, IT had it backed up. Our oh. IT are rock stars. Jeez. So. <laughs> uh, I'm old school. I write things down. Um, I can remember I was one of the last people to get a f- cell phone. Uh, then I was one of the last people to get a smartphone. And right now, I'd be one of the last people. I wouldn't know what to do if I didn't have my phone. My wife has had the same phone number. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, Claire. My wife's had the same phone number for 15 years. I don't know it. I, I kind of have an idea, but I might be wrong. I just hit her name. 
You know, right. I, I can remember my phone number from when I was five years old living, in, you know, when I was growing up. I remember that, but I can't. We don't have to remember things anymore because of technology. We're getting kind of lazy. Um, so you're going to run again. You're, you're talking about the school choice. Anything else that's really something that uh, Claire Corey wants to champion? I've been spending so much time on school choice, mm-hmm, that, sure. and it's such a big push that I don't know. I, a lot of the times I get asked to do veterans bills, mm-hmm. just things that they need changed. We have the Air Force Base in our district now, sure, yep. and so that's a big thing for our constituents, but we'll see. Now, does does age, you know, we mentioned youngest woman ever elected to North Dakota, the state legislature. Does age make a difference for you, which I would imagine it does? I mean, you, you, you're talking about veterans now. Yeah, you could... You could be a veteran right now. You'd barely be one. But does that have anything to do with with bills you sponsor or champion because of your age and your knowledge and your experience with these compared to some of the older people? Sure. I mean, yeah. Mm -hmm. I I mean, I can learn about anything. And I can can have a constituent bring me a bill and say, hey, can you introduce this type thing? Mm -hmm. And I could know nothing about it, but by the end of it, I'll... Guarantee sure. you, I can tell you everything about it. Okay. And so I think it's just a matter of putting work into it, being an expert in that policy topic, and relying on those people that are veterans or that are, you know, are experts in that. Or they they have been a principal. They have been, you know, they've they've lived it. And so mm-hmm. you go to those right. those colleagues and say, hey, what do you think about this? And you just have those conversations, and it's it works out. You know, okay, I'm I'm kind of new at how this all works. I mean, I, I talk to all you guys enough to know, at least all you Republicans, um, you are on five different committees now. And, and I know what a committee is, um, but you're the vice chair of the North Dakota Joint Juvenile Justice Committee, which I'm going to ask you what that is about. But um, how do you get on a committee? Do, do you just say, I want to be on this committee? Or do they say, Claire, we want you to be on this committee? How does that work? And tell us what, what this uh, North Dakota Joint Juvenile Justice Committee is all about. Sure. So it's a mixture of the two. So we, our majority leader will, or I guess it's a committee on committees, will appoint us to certain committees. And those are ones that we want to be on. And so they try and pick, like, okay, yep, she wants to be on this. So she's, she knows a little bit about this. And so they would put us on that. And then we also have, uh, during the interim, and that's legislative management will pick us okay there. and so they um they put us on usually like three or four during the interim and that's also i forgot to mention that's what we do when we're not in session so we we study different things oh sure get, i forgot to mention that mm-hmm. but um so i i just requested things that i'd be interested in doing and sure I've kind sure. of had a, a history Makes of sense. being on judiciary yeah. since i was thrown in so um so, yeah, I got asked to be the vice chair of juvenile justice, and we're looking at uh, recidivism rates, um, like Dakota Boys and Girls Ranch, things like that. What what can we do with juvenile? What can we do with the juvenile code? And seeing if we want to rewrite it, things like that. We've only had a couple of meetings so far with that. And then the other one I'm on is judiciary. Okay. And that one is heavily Second Amendment, charitable gaming, pro-life, or I guess... The life issue. Sure, sure. Okay, you mentioned charitable gaming. Uh, This is funny because um, God, it's got the bar right across here, probably has more charitable gaming in this place here than any other place in Grand Forks. But he's darn mad that there's no sports betting in North Dakota. So I started looking it up today. There's only a few states that have uh, sports betting 
And 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 why doesn't North Dakota and and will it ever? I mean, we some of us have got our own ideas why there's no sports betting here. Um, I would think you would Minnesota would have ran into the same problem, but they have it there. Why don't we have it here, and will we ever get it there? Here. So we've had this. This has been an issue for mm-hmm. for a couple of sessions. We've had bills on it every session. Last session actually was kind of the smartest in my eyes bill. It actually was a constitutional amendment, and so the people could vote. So okay. if it, if we passed it, it would go to the people and say, "Hey, do you want sure. this or not?" Which I think that's the most fair. It is. Way it is because it is a big deal. Okay. It's, and, and, you know, I've heard people say uh, it, it's, it won't pass here because of um, casinos uh, taking money away from the natives. Uh, the way I look at it is you could go over here right now. You could play bingo. You can play pull tabs. You can play the pig wheel or you can bet on horses. Why can't you bet on a football game? That's not going to take any money away from the casinos, in my opinion. If you're going to go to the casino, you're going to go to the casino. If you're going to go to rumors, you're going to go to rumors. Yeah. Um, and... and why do they make such a big deal out of it? Well, a lot of people think that you it's sinful to gamble, too. Well, and sure. So I think that's something that's holding us up. But I totally agree. If I'm going to go to the casino, that's not going to make me not play bingo. Or that's not going to mm-hmm. make me not play blackjack um, because I'm doing this new form of gambling. When you're going to gamble, you're going to gamble. And right. it's not going to matter who, who regulates it. And actually, the casinos do allow sports betting. Yeah, in okay. North Dakota. Okay. So they, they that's do. The, okay. But that's like a sovereign deal then. Yeah, you um, have to be on site. Okay. And that's how you, you bet on site and you redeem on site. Uh, sure. So you, can't, you can't do it on your cell phone. Okay. Okay. You know, that's weird because, uh, like, even uh, when I go to Las Vegas, I don't gamble. <laughs> it's, I'm just one of those people. I sure. don't. But I'll buy a 50 or or $100 square on a Super Bowl board. You know, which is illegal, it, really. Um, but I go to Vegas. I have I have more fun going to Fremont, looking at the freak show, uh, than I do gambling. But um, that, that I guess that is just me. Um, is there anything we missed out on here? Uh, I kind of put this together shortly this morning because I well, I was ill this weekend too. But um, anything you want to get out there that that I haven't brought up to you? I would just say uh, I'm running again for office and would love the sport. Would route for a second term. Are you going to be pounding on doors? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. When can we see you out and about? Susan warms up a little bit, or are you already doing it? No, I haven't started yet. Um, probably August mm-hmm. is when we'll start because mm-hmm. you don't want to get too annoying. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Um, are there going to be nice sweatshirts uh, like you gave us last time? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we'll get the crew next again. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what are the names going to be? Do we know all three names on there, or is it going to be just yours? No, we'll go all three. Okay, crew, okay. Crew and O'Brien, Corey. Okay, just like before. Same thing. Yeah, so. yeah. And um, I had a lot of fun at the uh, the party uh, last time, so I can't wait for this year. We'll invite you again. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. How come you haven't been in here for so dang long? I mean, we got to get you back more. And, yeah. and I know we will uh, because it's elections are coming up, and um, it'll be just one big, long Republican party going on here again, and I kind of like that. Yeah. You know, the thing is, I have offered the other guys to come in here, but nobody will. I don't know why that is. I don't, I wouldn't know. <laughs> uh, good to have your smile back in here again. Uh, say hi to Bailey when you see her later, I'm sure, today. And uh, good luck and keep up the good work. Um, you're doing a fantastic job. Um, when you have a studio like this and we talk a lot about politics, um, if somebody's not doing a good job, I hear about it a lot until I get sick of it. Uh, your name has yet to come up. 
So <laughs> feel good about that. Uh, <laughs> and I feel good about it, too. Uh, Claire Corey, North Dakota District 42 State Representative, thank you for coming in today. And uh, good luck, and I can't wait to talk to you again later. Thank you. All right, there you go. Uh, Claire Corey, man, uh, like I said, it has been a while since we've had her in the studio. She's running again. Uh, you know what? If you're in District 42, uh, make sure you vote for her, all right? I think you're going to be happy with what she does. She's doing a great job. Uh, I want to give a shout-out since we've been talking about them for the last couple of minutes here to Rumor Sports Bar Casino here in the Grand Cities Mall, BT and Jake and Scott and the whole crew over there. Uh, I love the place. Uh, not only can you do your charitable gambling or gaming like we talked about, but they got some great food, too. Mac Monday today. What can I say? I will again about their mac and cheese. It is so good. You can hear your arteries harden as you eat it. That is good stuff. Plenty of room for parties. Tonight is uh, Monday is DJ Trivia Night. Uh, Good food, good atmosphere, good booze. Check it out. $7 express lunches too. Rumors Sports Bar and Casino right here in the Grand Cities Mall. All right, uh, what do we got going on? Kit Brennan coming in. Uh, she got Common Sense Uncensored at 1 o'clock today. Enjoy the show. I will see you all in the morning. Remember, everybody, to like, share, tag, and follow us. Hit that notification bell on your smartphone. You never miss a show. We all know the Grand Cities are grand. Grand Fork's best source is giving them an identity again. 